Hi, I'm Dustin. I'm Anna. And we are not qualified to investigate the paranormal. And we may be less qualified than... An audiologist. There you go. Yeah. Someone who knows about audio. (laughs) We'll talk about them today. Woot! Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're listening for the first time, welcome in. We have a special podcast or a special version going on tonight. Uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to let Anna take it from here. Yeah, I, I, I've got this one. I've got stuff to tell you about and share with you and ask you about. That's good because I've been drinking in preparation for oh. this. Not water. No. Some water. Mm-hmm. Or they call those after dark episodes. But what if only one of us has been drinking? This is Paranormal Outsiders. After dark. Before we get started, that being the one preparing this time, I have to give you credit for. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Even if you don't go, in, <laughs> I think it's a lot of work deciding what rabbit holes not to go down. Yes, that's what I noticed. Yeah, especially when you do a broad subject. So you know, full disclosure, Anna did tell me what the subject was this week, but only because it was such a broad subject, it's hard to just tell me to look up specific thing um and so i've been researching it and this is like a million like every single time you see someone do a ghost hunt or do a paranormal thing they, they this is like one of the tools of the trade this is one of the things that they're going to use in order to basically in order to like confirm that there's a ghost or not or confirm that there's a haunting but anyway sorry now yeah. I, see I, I already took over and i shouldn't i should shut up because it's your turn stop explaining things yeah i'm done explaining things so we'll be talking about Electronic voice phenomena. EVP. This is our first time talking about a method or technique in the world of paranormal investigation. Right. We've kind of touched on it before in other episodes, just because people have collected them. I think we listened to one, actually, Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. of them. But yeah, so -hmm. this is good. Yeah. Excited. So you ready? Tell me a story. On a misty January morning in 2007... In a quiet town nestled between the rolling hills and forests of upstate New York, a group of paranormal investigators embarked on a journey to explore the unknown. The owners of a historic 19th century hotel requested their services to uncover the truth about the restless spirits of the hotel's past guests. The three women, named Liz, Sarah, and Jane, were captivated by the idea of capturing proof of these ethereal beings and decided to investigate the building. The women ventured up to the building, and with each step, the stories they had heard seemed to come to life, making their hearts race with anticipation. It's hard to believe this place was once full of life, Sarah whispered as they reached the steps of the sleepy hotel. Yeah, and now it's just a creepy reminder of the past, Jane replied, her voice shaking. With their equipment in hand and the morning light casting eerie shadows on the walls, the friends began their investigation. The air was thick with the scent of embers and perfumes, as if the empty hotel had been a host to a classy party, and they couldn't help but feel the weight of the hotel's tragic past. There's that olfactory thing. People are always like, I smell it. I smell the ghost. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sniff, sniff. But that's not what they're going to do now. They're not not smelling things here. They're going to be listening. Liz, the most experienced paranormal investigator among the women, had brought her digital voice recorder, hoping to capture electronic voice phenomena, also known as EVPs, from the spirits that lingered in the building. Okay, let's start in the main hall, Liz instructed. We'll ask some questions and record any sounds we hear. As they stood in the center of the hall, the investigators could feel the temperature drop dramatically. Sarah shivered, clutching her arms tightly around herself. 
Is there anyone here with us? Liz asked, her voice echoing through the empty space. There was no response. The women moved from room to room, asking similar questions and pausing to allow any potential spirits to respond. Hours passed and the friends grew increasingly disappointed by the lack of activity. Maybe the stories were just that, stories. Jane sighed and rubbed her tired eyes. Let's call it a day, Sarah agreed. And then Liz heard what sounded like soft conversations and footsteps on the floor above, although no one else was in the building. Did you hear that? Asked Liz. Let's give it one last try, but this time let's set up on the staircase between the floors, she said with determination. Is there anyone here who wants to communicate with us? Please tell us your story, Liz implored. Again, silence for several minutes. The women exchanged disappointed glances and eventually decided to call it a day. The next night, they gathered at Liz's house to review the recordings from the hotel. They listened intently as the sound of their voices echoed through the speakers, followed by silence. Just as they were about to give up, they heard it. A bone-chilling scream followed by a voice that seemed to come from a place of unimaginable pain. Help me, please. The women looked at each other in shock, their faces drained of color. Sarah's hands shook as she clutched the armrest of her chair. Do you think? Is it real? She whispered, her voice barely audible. It has to be, Liz replied, her eyes wide with both fear and excitement. We captured a Class A EVP. The investigators knew they had stumbled upon something extraordinary. They couldn't ignore the voice that cried out to them from the shadows of the hotel, and they vowed to return and help the spirit find peace. As they prepared for the next expedition, the investigators realized they had become part of a story that would be shared for years to come, a story that would forever link them to the haunted hotel and the echoes of the past. A Class A EVP. So there are classes... Yeah, that's okay. your that's your first response, huh? Yeah. This is pretty typical when it comes to any kind of ghost hunting paranormal investigation. They always bring a digital voice recorder, which is really interesting because I'm sure you're going to tell me the history of this and we'll go into the electronics on, on, on all this because I have very strong opinions about EVPs yeah. and kind of how all that works. But yeah, this is very, it's a very common story. Like I've said before, watching ghost adventures, watching Ghost Hunters International, Ghost Hunters, like all of those shows, I love watching them um Mm -hmm. again i think most of it is i don't want to say made up but exaggerated Mm -hmm. or you know i've seen some pretty interesting things but not not really from like the primetime television shows actually it's like mostly from the youtube channels and all that either way sorry so back on track it's a very common story everything you just said i've seen it's like a very common theme yeah you know it's like the way to communicate with the dead okay so that that piece of it the communicating with the dead that's one part of it Oh, okay. That's just one conceptualization of EVP. Okay. And then you pulled out the class A and piece of it. And um, yeah, I've never heard anybody call it like, (laughs) it sounds very Ghostbusters to me. That's what first came to my mind. (laughs) What does he say? The like, he's like, oh, it's a class A specter or something like that. You know, it's something like that. And it's in the reboot of it with Kristen Wiig. They really go into like that. It's a full form, full body. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Yeah. I love that too. So I'll, I can I can talk with you more about the classes, but aren't you curious about the recording from this story? Yeah. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. So this one comes with its own recording. Okay. I mean, I have the recording from this story. I want to hear it. Okay. So we're going to play that. Now, this is long. It's, it is nine minutes. So it is 
the entirety of the recording that was shared from the story. We'll just go ahead and listen. And I just want to hear your reactions and what you hear. You can, you'll have control. So you can pause it wherever you want um, or not at all. And we will also include it in the show notes so people can listen on their own by the, in their leisure. We have good quality headphones on, but I don't know that we are properly investigating this. And I'll talk with you a little bit more about that too when we talk about EVP. Yeah, great. Okay. Play me an EVP. Okay. Hi, everybody. Dustin from the future here. Just letting some of our listeners know that I'm about to describe what I hear in this recording. If you don't want to be primed for that, go ahead and listen in to link number one right now in the show notes. But I do want to let everybody know that some of the sounds might be disturbing to some of our listeners. So make sure that you're aware of that. Okay, have fun. Okay, someone's rubbing up against a mic. Real quick, I paused it. How long? Mm-hmm. How loud should I? <laughs> like, is it gonna be like, wow? Oh, like what's gonna happen here? Um, it get there's a point at which the microphone is moved and then the sound is clear, but I don't remember it getting significantly louder. Okay, if it okay. already sounds loud though, there there are louder noises that come in, so you might want to turn it down a little bit. Okay, I can't hear very well, so we're gonna. Okay, is that like a clock in the background? Allegedly. Someone's uh, cracked a whip. <laughs> and it should be noted there was no clock in the hotel, and no ticking clock like that. Sounds like a shootout. Yeah, sounds like someone's like walking from room to room and shooting. Mm. And there are screams of women, mostly, being shot. That's kind of what I hear. Okay. Maybe like one loud male voice. Okay, women screaming or a door. A really rusty door being open, but it sounded very digitized at the end, mm-hmm. like when Neo gets called into the Matrix. Mm-hmm. More slamming of things. Okay, a clock ringing, like a cock- clock striking. Indistinct chatter. Woman screaming in a shot. That was at five minutes. But the woman screaming still sounded like a rusty door being opened. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite human. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I heard the word landmarks at 5.50. Something about needing help at 6.15. Is this the paranormal team talking? Okay. Yes. Yes. I wanted to see if you could differentiate that. It's going to be really difficult. Yeah. they're all. I think they're all females, right? Yeah. How close are they to the recording device? Are they sitting right next to it? I don't have that detail. Okay. That they apparently were recording on the staircase, so I imagine they had their equipment pretty close to them. Because they sound terrible, which <laughs> makes me think that the recorder is malfunctioning. Okay. <laughs> good, good thought. Mm-hmm. And I hear whispering. I don't know if it's them. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. This is obviously a very early use of their of the technology for them to be doing it mm-hmm. because usually it's like okay this is me talking right now you know like they'll like modern age ghost hunters who use this technique will say oh that was me or yeah is, we're gonna or, i'm gonna talk for a second like they'll let you they'll know time like, they'll time stamp themselves mm-hmm. yeah but the, but the, t- the tiktok is still there it's been yeah. consistent mm-hmm. and they said there was no clock yeah they said there was no clock of any kind of cuckoo clock or a ticking old-fashioned clock. Because I heard a sound. dong, like a dong of a clock at one yeah, point. Yeah, like dong. a chiming of a, of chiming, a of like a grandfather clock. Or I heard yeah. the chiming of a grandfather clock mm-hmm. or something, yes. <laughs> I heard the dong. The donging. But it was like a bong. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, like it wasn't like a ding. Mm-hmm. It was like bong. Yeah. That's more interesting to me than the, than the ticking that we could talk about. 
It sounds it's it's like heavily modulated, so it sounds like a man sometimes, but it's not. Mm. I want to hear you say more about that. Okay, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, props to the investigators for giving us the full audio. Mm-hmm. That's not something you see a lot of now. That might be because. Uh, of the MTV generation (laughs) (laughs) or the YouTube generation that we all are. To me, uh, it was definitely, you know, the screams of the women at the beginning and the gunshots were um, chilling to listen to. You know, that's something that we have to be cognizant of when we listen to these things because we're we're all going to have reactions if you hear, you know, there are certain sounds in this Mm -hmm. world that are going to make anybody who has any amount of empathy or sympathy for their fellow man, women, children... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yes it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna have a reaction to it so i definitely had a, a reaction to that the gunshots were pretty clear to me because i've heard gun i've heard a lot of gunshots in my life and that was so that was an interesting thing now that is interesting because i didn't hear that that yeah. way like it, there was so much just noise right and, we, and it's, we it's hard because content warning you're right earlier on because well and you might like, uh, and a gunshot can also sound like a two by four falling down and hitting the hitting like a concrete floor. Mm-hmm. But and it might be because we had the volume turned up really loud too. Yeah. that would be part of it. But I had to turn it up to be able to hear. You know, the the women. Ta- I heard the women investigators talking. Like once they kind of started talking, I started hearing them. But there was nothing really crazy that I was hearing. The tick tock of the clock was there the entire time, mm-hmm. and it was pretty consistent. It'd be interesting to like take a, a stopwatch and and see if it was actually consistent with the second. You know, mm, yeah, not that a grandfather clock like an old timey grandfather clock would be, but it would be pretty close. Uh, yeah, I wondered that, too, because I noticed on this listen that at various points it maybe sounded like it sped up or like it's sp- the pacing of it wasn't consistent like, oh, a, like okay. a clock should be. But yeah, my impressions to listening to you listen, you heard so many pieces of what I read was supposed to be heard oh, okay. before Good. I listened. So I was completely primed. Yeah by the articles that I read. And can I tell you a little bit more about it? Please do. And then go through. So this came from an an article from 2018 describing this as, quote, one of the most convincing EVP recordings ever captured. And it came from a 2007 investigation shared by paranormal investigator Stacey Jones, who founded the Central New York Ghost Hunters. So I don't know, a couple of things I don't know is if Stacey was actually at this investigation. It took Hmm. me a while to find an article where she is mentioned in more detail describing this. So when I searched back and back and back and trying to find more details to corroborate that this is actually where this recording came from and that this is true, many articles just are copies and copies and copies of older articles. So 2018 was a recent version and there were multiple copies earlier. People just, you know, pasting this copy, paste, copy, paste. Sure. But then I did find that she had been interviewed by a radio show. So I think we'll, I'll do a little more, you know, digging, but but I think we can substantiate that this is the source of this, okay. you know, allegedly. I don't know. We'll talk about what it could be and, and if it's actually from that. But that's, you know, in good faith, that's where this came from. And what you're supposedly hearing, I, again, I, I tried to write the story in a way that didn't include as very much detail. So you have the hotel in mind and you heard that there was going to be a, a voice screaming, right? You were going to hear a scream. And I told you that you were going to hear someone say, help me, please, right? Yes. And that's those three pieces of information. I didn't hear anybody say, help me, please. So I heard I heard the investigators saying no one would help or something like that. Like once they came in, I started hearing clear words. I didn't hear any clear yeah. words before that. OK, so you picked up on that. The women investigators voices can be heard throughout. 
I didn't say that that was the case. I don't think throughout. I think it was Mm -hmm. a good seven minutes in before I was clearly able to hear their voices. And it should be noted, they this is they were not hearing this EVP live. They were they just like in the story, they heard it later, which is called a transform EVP. I'll tell you about the two types. But that's that's the type where you hear it recorded upon replaying it but don't hear it live. Typically. I'll tell you, I can tell you more about that later too. The other is live voice EVP, which is audible via electronic equipment at the time that it's, it occurs. That was the first piece is that you're hearing them and they're not hearing this. Okay. Um, you also allegedly are hearing three other women talking. Supposedly there are three other women's voices. Oh, three other women other than the investigators. Yeah. Okay. Three women talking. And then a person says, hello, baby. I did hear a male voice at one time. It was very hard to hear what it was saying and again to me if like you can't really understand what they're saying it's kind of like well it's not really a voice then it's probably uh, somebody farted or burped you know what i mean yeah that's a question to me with this as if it's electronic voice phenomenon and the way it's defined is voice or voice like right well like (laughs) so what does voice like mean if it doesn't have speech that's interesting right like ufos are ua um what are they called now ua unexplained aerial oh aerial yeah or something like that yeah (laughs) yeah that i mean like they're they're unexplained that that's like it's just like evp it's like a phenomena right but that doesn't necessarily mean there isn't like a very normal (laughs) explanation for it but anyway yeah Yeah. and that's a really good point because i hadn't been thinking about i always thought evp was you're hearing a paranormal phenomenon in a voice recording but Mm. it is very much like evp is is to ufo right as we yeah we just don't know it's where just it's coming from. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So th- anyway, sorry, three ahead. other women talking and a person say, hello, baby, and the conversation continues. And then there's a struggle or attack. A woman tells another person to get off of her. The struggle continues. You heard that. You heard what you identified as an attack. What I heard, and, and again, this might just be because of where we're at in society right now. It, to me, it sounded like somebody going from room to room with a gun and shooting people. And sometimes the people were awake and something like, and this in my mind, you know, building the narrative around what was going on. Mm. And sometimes the people were asleep uh, and you didn't hear, you just heard gunshots, like the door being kicked and then gunshots. And then I heard the door being kicked open and then somebody screaming, usually a woman. So like, yeah. to me, it was like the age old, you know, this used to be a brothel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so like, the hotel piece. Yeah, yeah. What did you imagine? Right. No, if I was primed. You were. You primed you me. You were. And it, you can't know now if you hadn't heard it without the story. Right. If you would have, if your mind would have created another explanation for it. For, you know. Right. But to you, me, it sounded like multiple attacks on mm-hmm. multiple people. And, and that's just kind of the way I heard it. But. It's interesting to me that when I, even with having read this, when I listen, I'm just, I'm hearing a lot of loud noises. Right. And the screams, the alleged screams that came in, I heard, like you said, that there was a very digitized sound at the end. Yes. Of so it almost be, it was just not, was that a scream in the first place or was it a rusty door being opened? Well, know. with the digitization of it, again, that, that raises so many red flags in my book. Okay, like that's not a very natural sound by any stretch of the imagination. It And it's usually is like, if that's something like that is happening, it's because somebody put it in there, usually because honestly, somebody put it in there. It's very rare that a recording device would make that digitized sound. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, that was, like, automatic. Like, that's where the chills kind of stopped because I was like, okay, that sounded like Neo being pulled out of the Matrix. Like, that's so manufactured. Yeah, so that maybe there were all these noises of rustling and and noise, and then they added in screams. Yeah. Okay. Because the other parts didn't sound as digitized to you. 
No, not at all. But again, like the screaming sounded more to sound. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I've heard things where I'm like someone's screaming and then like, it'd be like oh, no, that's just a cat. <laughs> you know? mm. Like there would be things like that or or, oh, wow, that was a really loud door squeak, you know. And, and to me, by the end of the sound being played, my, my mind concluded that it was uh, solidified that it was a, a door. Yeah, creaking. I think I've used the word infer here a lot, but I always confuse infer and deduce. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those two. Your mind is doing. I think one's Conclude. from the early 1900s and yeah. the other is from the late 1900s. Oh, did Sherlock Holmes say they mean different things? I don't know. Um, the fictional character. <laughs> uh, yeah, concluded. Your mind concluded, assumed. Yep. Know, filled, it, filled it in. Okay, so following this attack, then a distinct male voice. A male voice asking for help throughout. Hmm. No. It's hard to do after one listen, but I'd have to go back and listen. But it, I don't remember a voice, a male voice saying help. But maybe like that, I did hear that. And that's why I'm like, oh, it sounded like someone's going from room to room and shooting people. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, it wasn't all women, but it sounded like mostly women that were being shot. Mm-hmm. That sounds really strange yeah. to say. And but. I gave no, I mean, yeah, very, very few details about the hotel or its yeah. history. I don't have any. And okay, I'll go into that in a moment. But the sounds of a cuckoo clock, yeah, the ticking of an old-fashioned clock. There was no clock in the hotel at the time of the investigation. That's a little strange to me. No clock anywhere in an entire building. Yeah, but uh, you said it was, was it like it was an old building? Yeah, 19th century. That's all we know because, okay. and this is what was maintained through every copy of the article that I found, and Stacy Jones saying that the Central New York ghost hunters had been asked to anonymously investigate the hotel, not them anonymously, to keep the hotel anonymous. Huh. So we don't have any information about the hotel. Well, that's a really interesting point because usually people would try to make take this as something uh, to get people to come in. Like we talked about the, the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. They embrace it, right? And that gets people right. to go there and stay. And yeah. they even have special rooms that you can stay that are extra haunted yeah. if you want to have the haunted experience right yeah i agree it can go either way where you're like okay if they want the notoriety like the stanley hotel where we discussed on a previous episode or do they want an anonymity and then you have no way of substantiating this or replicating or repeating right but then what yeah i guess the point is is that now they have the most you know accepted evp or you know whatever but anyway you know what else makes a really consistent ticking noise like that what leaky pipes a leaky faucet any one of those things is going to make a very consistent sound, which is why I, th- I thought it'd be very interesting to listen and see if like if someone timed it to see if it was actually a second. But anyway, that's sorry. and I wondered if there could be electronics and we'll come into the interference of electronics when we talk about those imagine more. Um, but if it's 2007 or if they're very new at doing this, could they be using just like a tape recorder that could make clicking sounds or any kind of equipment that might make clicking sounds? Yeah, I mean, EVPs have been around uh, for a very long time. Actually, mm-hmm. Thomas Edison, there's like a there's a famous quote of him talking about when he first does the first recording thing with the cylinder and it was like vinyl or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, we can eventually talk to the dead, you know. So the, the idea of recording the voices of the dead has been around since the beginning of recording human voices, okay. like the idea that we can record the dead. And, and to them, like to me, that's almost it's very poetic for them to think that because they're like, when I die, you can still listen to my voice because it will be on this cylinder, it will be on this medium that you can come and listen to. So like, I almost think they were kind of like Thomas Edison might've been confusing that. He's like, yeah, you listen to the voices of the dead, you know? And it's like, you you can hear Thomas Edison's voice because he recorded his voice. He's dead, but you can still hear his voice. I mean, we take for granted how much of a technology that this was when, when we were first able to not only communicate through telephone, but and, I mean, we've had a recent phenomena yeah. that's happened that's the same, which is taking pictures, right? Where, like, pictures, you know, back in the 1950s, everybody's like, I want to be on TV, I want to be on this. Now you can be on YouTube just by 
putting yourself on your phone and, yeah. and now you can be on YouTube, you know? Yeah. So like we take that for granted now too. It's like you can reach millions of viewers very quickly, yeah. you know, and very, you know, I guess not easily, but quickly. Um, depending on what you do, if you do something stupid or funny, then yeah, you're probably up there and on the uh, on the viral list. But yeah, so as we're talking a broader level here, other reactions to this case before we go into EVP on a broader scale? Yeah, really cool. Uh, I really like the the recording. We'd like to hear what you guys are hearing. So go on there, let, take a listen, and then comment on you know on the pod uh, wherever you're listening, and, and we'll take a look and yeah. see what see what a lot of people are hearing. And I just wondered with this because I, I, I was surprised at how finding it as the most convincing recording ever and then finding not a lot of other references to it, not a ton, but just it kind of being copied and pasted as an article. But then no one's saying this is a this is a hoax. Like I, I haven't found that. So if anyone does find this, this thing has already been, quote, debunked. Let us know. I'm just curious because, again, I don't investigate these for too, too long. Okay. Okay. So EVP in general, let me do a little bit of a brief definition and a couple of types. And this comes from a paranormal psychology book that mm. I will um, cite and probably come back to a few times over our episodes. Journey into the unknown. Our journey into the unknown. Okay, so EVP refers to anomalous voices or voice-like sounds that are heard using electronic equipment. Paranormal explanations of EVP include the belief that they are the voices of the dead. That is the one. While others suggest that these sounds may be due to the psychokinetic effect in which human consciousness influences the operation of electronic devices. So this might be... Back to the quantum stuff. It could be. Yeah. But the more... And and that's what I didn't see a lot of people writing about or talking about, but um, the that this may be the more broader audience of people who are just looking for evidence of a paranormal yes. phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And so that, that can include quantum, it can include parallel universes, or even as, um, as, as simple as being able to record the thoughts of a person sleeping in the room. Okay. Or the investigators themselves impacting what they, their thoughts impacting what's being recorded. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a neat, I didn't think about that, so. Or someone in another location. So someone's being, someone needs help and their consciousness is screaming across the, you know, that kind of piece too. Okay. Yeah. 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 So there are two types of EVP, as I mentioned before. Transform EVP, also called type one, involve recorded media and typically are heard only upon replaying, replaying the recording. Sometimes they're recorded while using background noise, such as white noise, a fan, or EVP software. Okay. Yeah. So that I was like, well, why? And that kind of comes into the next one, which is live voice EVP, also called direct radio voice or type 2 EVP. And these are audible via electronic equipment at the time they occur. So you don't have to replay it to find it. They're typically captured by playing get the snippets of human speech or okay. speech like sounds very rapidly <laughs> and EVP EVP quote blurt out from this stream of quote background noise techniques include radio sweep techniques rapidly scanning oh yes the spirit box okay you know yeah. about this okay tell us about this okay this uh, oh god this is i almost feel like this is another episode for the spirit box but 
Um, okay. The spirit box was developed. I, I f- from what I've heard, and I'm sure there's probably multiple people who take who take credit for creating it. But it was it was created by a man who was trying to communicate with his daughter who had passed away, oh. and uh, he was an electronic engineer. And so what he did was he started uh, creating a radio sweeper where like it would kind of detect a stronger radio frequency or radio signal and then play the audio that was playing through that at a time, but it would do it very rapidly and kind of like play it. So the idea is that a spirit or entity can manipulate this box to use the words that are currently being spoken over the radio to form sentences and form messages. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, that's the way I... That's an interesting thing that they're kind of manipulating... Uh, I can't speak directly, so I'm if I, but I can pull out sounds that sound like what I want to say if I'm right. in spirit. Okay, yeah. So that's a. It was an older method. It was. It's was, it's pretty popular nowadays. Yeah, yeah. People so, have the spirit box for sure. Yeah. So yeah. at first it was just rapidly scanning conventional radio stations, and now there's software that can do it and doesn't need radio. They can just chop up repeatedly used sounds and randomly order them to produce a quote stream of gibberish from which EVP may be heard. And and what you're describing makes. <laughs> interesting there and so there's another form of the spirit box in which a there is a dictionary on an electronic device that has text-to-speech that the spirit can choose from the dictionary there's also an app so you can actually download an app to be a spirit box basically and then the spirit can you can ask it questions yeah we'd have to do a whole other episode on that pretty yeah 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 we should do one on like like phone apps like a new ouija board kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. okay so whether whatever technique people use what do you think about the what's happening i have a couple of theories Number one, it's recording the voices of the dead. No, I think the most obvious answer here is that there are background noises. And I'm sure there's a there's a term for this. But to me, you know, pareidolia comes into mind where we try to see when we see a pattern, we, we try to see faces in it. It's called pareidolia, right? In psychology. I think there's something that happens auditorially like with that too. Because anecdotally, I'll hear someone say something and I'll be like, did you say bulb? And they're like, no, that's not what I said at all here's actually what I said I'm like okay Mm -hmm. like I must have been thinking about something and then that's what I heard Mm -hmm. a lot of the EVPs that I hear people are like can't you hear the woman screaming help no it sounds like a chair scraping against the ground you know yeah so I think people are hearing what they want to hear the second and more intricate thing is is, this is going to take a little explanation of my point can we can I take a little sidebar here of course that's what I'm asking you to do Mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about music in music if you have two stringed instruments that are tuned, the exact same instruments tuned to the exact same tuning across a room from each other. Uh, let's say you have two guitars. If I pluck the E string, so the, the very first string on a guitar of one of those, the other E string on the other side of the room will start to move. It will start to move, right? That's the basis of radio technology. So the really interesting thing about frequencies and about sound, first of all, is that there are harmonics that go along with that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you hit the E string, it's not just going to make the E string uh, start oscillating on the other guitar across the room. It will also make anything tuned to the harmonic of that string start to oscillate as well at a much lower lower, uh, amplitude, so a much much lower power, if you will. Um, it'll start to it'll start to oscillate. That's such a helpful explanation, at least just a baseline reminder that sound is a wave. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like, we forget these things. I know. And like we're, you know, it's so funny because everybody's out there listening right now. And it's like this manipulation that's happening by these electronic devices that are also causing these other manipulations to happen at kind of the same. It's, it's, it's this very beautiful ballet and delicate dance that's like happening all around us all the time. And we mm-hmm. just don't think we take it all for granted. It's so funny. But anyway, 
speaking of a delicate ballet and, and a beautiful dance that happens, the harmonies, the harmonics of a note, of a musical note or of a musical sound or of a tone that we would hear, um, the first three harmonics are also the three notes in music theory that make a, make a major chord. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool stuff. Okay, so... Keeping that music theory in mind, let's move those frequencies, right? So 440 hertz is uh, is an A, uh, which is like the kind of standard tuning that came along in like the 1930s, but there's, there's a whole history behind that. Anyway, let's push that frequency up by thousands and let's go up into the megahertz. So now we're talking about radio wave frequencies, which still follow, they still fit within those, those physical constraints. And if you play a radio... If you play something through a radio wave, it has harmonics. So if you have something playing at 98.5 megahertz, you know, on the FM radio, guess what? It's going to be playing at several other frequencies throughout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, pull everything back and let's talk about recording voices, recording anything on digital format, on analog format. It doesn't matter. The electronics that are involved with all this are incredibly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And let's back it up even further. In electronics theory, there is a thing called induction. Inductance is when you send an electron through a wire and it creates a magnetic field. The inverse of that is if you create a magnetic field and send it through a wire, it will create a current, right? And that's how alternators work on cars. That's how... Um, all of our energy is coming into our houses right now via these big generators, right? That, that's how all these things work. Everything in our current world does this. AC power comes in to most houses at 50 to 60 hertz, depending on if you're in Europe or the United States mm -hmm. or anywhere else in the world. So already we have radio. We are, we are saturated with radio frequencies. Let's add in cell phones and Wi-Fi. That's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Let's add in AM and FM radio mm -hmm. stations. I know AM is kind of a dying medium, but it's it's still around. We have human voices consistently talking over these things. We have human voices. Spirit Box doesn't even try to hide it, right? It's like, hey, we're going to embrace this and say, yeah, these are we know these are other people's voices, but the spirits can use them, right? Mm. Going on to digital voice recorders, going on to regular voice recorders, another thing we take for granted is how sensitive this equipment is, how small it is, how compact it is, how compact it's become. We literally have these little pocket devices that are now recording everything we're saying. Is it more possible that a ghost is talking to us or that all of this saturated radio frequency that's around us throughout our daily lives is somehow seeping in. Mm -hmm. Now, there are different modulations and there are different encryptions and all kinds of like, I'm sure there's some computer people out there who are rolling their eyes being like, there's no way that, you know, voice over IP on Wi-Fi is going to be, I'm getting really technical here. Anyway, oh, I like it. Finish your thought. There's uh, no way that. Voice over IP that's encrypted is going to be able to, you know, seep into a digital voice recorder that's, you know, even 20 feet away from a, from a Wi-Fi access point. But when you talk about things like amplitude modulation, AM radio, that's not encrypted at all. Amplitude modulation is a very simple way to transmit a human voice. We have amateur radio operators all over the world who are constantly sending things over shortwave radio, bouncing off the ionosphere from all the way around the world, right? So we have people in Australia talking to people in the United States, and they're having a great time. They're doing their hobby. They're doing their thing. And is it possible that those really low frequencies or even really high frequencies, because some of them can operate on that, are either directly interacting with, the, with these digital voice controllers, with these analog voice controllers, or is it a ghost? Yeah, so that that <laughs> that side of the paranormal explanation of EVP, you're not finding very likely. I as, as likely as there's other 
plausible explanations. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people would point to the Edison quote where they were like, hey, he said that, you know, we should... First of all, Edison stole most of his ideas. Kind of a shitbag when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you're not familiar with that, look it up. Yeah, look that up. I'll put something in the show notes that that points out all the things. If not, you can watch what is it, The Prestige, I think. <laughs> I always Poor. get that one mixed up with like the illusion, the magician ones. <laughs> right. Um, well, he is a magician, but I think it's The Prestige. Anyway, either way, where he's he's hunting down Tesla, right? The poor old guy. Mm. Um, and Nikola Tesla's life, by the way, is a really interesting story yeah. within itself as well. If you ever check that out, check out his life on, on Wikipedia or on, I'm sure there's plenty of documentaries out there about him. A lot of people would point to that and be like, hey, this guy invented this technology, right? Which he didn't. Um, and he said that, you know, they'd be able to record the dead which he never did and he might have meant something completely different yeah because it was a completely different time different context you know try to remember that when people say things from a hundred years ago they might not mean what you think they mean because Mm -hmm. words change over a hundred years right and and context changes so i like the idea i i want to believe and I, I think that's like my main theme was like i and i know that you and i just recently started watching the x files but you know that i had that that poster, the Mulder poster of like, yeah. I want to believe yeah. in my office for a really long time. Like, I really do. I really want to believe. And, and a lot of my skepticism is mostly because like, it's it's like, that's not, it's not more plausible that it's a ghost than it's any of these other millions of other factors. Yeah. So this is radio interference. Can those interferences be another explanation could be contamination? It's oh, yeah. real human mm-hmm. voices. They're just not paranormal. You're just picking up on... Yeah. So what do you think then, going back to the, the, the hotel, what do you think it was? You said that was, this was in New York City? New York State, upstate. Okay. Was it, I mean, it's it's a hotel, so it's probably in a heavily populated area. Yeah, we don't know. Like, that's yeah. that's a problem to me, that we don't know how. Hotels are rarely, uh, the Stanley is, I guess, somewhere. It's like that's, standing by itself, right? Right, right. But like if we're talking about upstate New York and like a heavily, like a densely populated area, I, I guess it's hard to say. If... If this is in like a densely populated area, really easy to like figure this one out, right? Probably, like you said, contamination. We're actually hearing people out on the street. Okay. We're hearing people walking by. We're hearing uh, the people next door, um, the materials used. Uh, there's not a lot of attenuation of voices that happens, which means that you can hear people through walls, right? So you could be hearing a TV with a, TV? a, a violent scene yeah. playing out or in the up and down volume of a movie or something. Yeah. From another room. Yep. Or another, a neighbor. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. That, uh, sorry, that's that's number two. Number three is the RF stuff I was talking about. Oh, so, so contamination, contamination is number is two. More, more, is number two? Yeah, I think number one was that it's actual ghost, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Or no, sorry. number no, no, one no. was that it's... Uh, <laughs> We're talking about the mundane, we'll quote mundane explanations as the paranormal investigator people call them. Mundane explanations where we're talking okay. about the reasonable explanations or the scientifically explainable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the paranormal we, versus that the non-paranormal. Do? Yeah, yeah. That's so you said here, number right? one is is <laughs> ghosts. So that is not. <laughs> no, no, no. I think no. I said. I think originally I said number one was like uh, people's stomachs gurgling and you know like things oh, like oh, that. Oh, like okay, somebody's okay. shoe squeaks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think the last one would be ghost. Okay. Sorry, I, I confused myself. That was <laughs> I my fault. Two different categories. Okay, so of the non-paranormal explanations. Of the non-paranormal explanations, yeah. So let's go with number one is that the investigator's stomach is gurgling, somebody burps, somebody's shoe squeaks, there's a dripping pipe. Got it. But, but then the dripping pipe kind of leaks then... 
pun intended, <laughs> leaks into contamination, right? So yeah. whatever the surrounding is. Okay. And you and I recently went to Savannah and they were like, we recorded these EVPs of these people yelling. And this was at like midnight and there were drunk people everywhere yelling outside of this place. So I was like, probably the drunk people outside. <laughs> yeah, all the time for, for hundreds of years. Yeah. That's been the sounds of the city of Savannah. <laughs> that's right. Savannah is a very drunk city. Um, what, what was, was that? that? We're just here. We're hearing live EVP. What was I saying? Was that number two or number three? Number two... You were number saying two is the, is is the contamination. Uh, contamination. Number form. three yeah. is RF. And you could say RF contamination. That's fine. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the same thing. Number four is ghost. Okay. Number, that's not on the non-paranormal list. Well, yeah. maybe someday it'll be normal. <laughs> okay. You don't go to hoaxes or as commonly. The, okay. And that's another good one. So I'd like to believe that most people who are doing this are doing it legitimately. Like, yeah. and don't get me wrong, like the ghost hunters and the ghost adventurers, like you got to take that with a, like, with a grain of salt. Produced it's, television. It's produced television. Yeah. They have to cause something to happen. Otherwise, they're not going to get viewers and they're not going to get, you know, another season. I don't think that they're necessarily faking it, but they might be like extra searching, searching extra hard for that EVP where a woman is screaming or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's why I bring up hoaxes on this episode, and we haven't really talked about that a lot before, like with the Stanley or with the with any of the stories. Where I go right to like there, that's a hoax because you you want to have kind of good faith that, and there's so much of what we're calling what we're talking about is the priming or expectancy or wanting to hear something is you audio pareidolia, right? Is that and or that some people call self deception that we don't, but it's, these are unconscious things that happen to us, right? So hoaxes are explicitly faking this stuff and I, I bring it up because it seems really common with evp hoaxes are really common it seems on the as as you say on the ma on the more mass scale of this is a, a youtube show or a tv show or you know right the other samples that i found okay that were just like clip after clip of as you say out of context really short i don't know if you want to hear any of these i do let's do it so you could we could listen to okay. a youtube collection Mm -hmm. of the best EVP videos. Do you want to tell me about this or do you just want me to play it? Just play it. I, I really go. have not much to say other than just give it a listen. Hey everybody, Dustin from the future here again. Go ahead and click on link number two if you don't want to be influenced by any of my reactions and want to come to your own conclusions. Thanks. Why is the Final Fantasy music playing? I don't know. This is... I was like, this sounds like a video. Oh, it's Final <laughs> Fantasy. I, I recognize this. This this person making this YouTube channel wanted wanted to start their videos with is us. that London Bridge and the I <laughs> yeah no. should I not be okay oh I don't know headphone use is recommended good because we got headphones on okay, here we go somebody's stomach rumbled no no what are okay. they saying that it's supposed to be how can they leave us like this okay so are you listening because that's another thing they show you what they're supposed to be saying right and I listen the first as time you're listening. it sounds like someone's stomach is rumbling mm -hmm. and then they they find it's the audio pareidolia for sure yeah i mean not for sure we as we say there are many possible explanations but it's when you are listening to something with someone telling you here's what you're supposed to be hearing so should i not be looking at what they're well they play it one time and then they tell you what they think and they then they that's right that, that's, okay. that's why it's nicely okay set up because it plays yeah. it and then it plays it again by telling okay let's telling go to number two mm -hmm. the gill house 
Why do you care? Is what they think they're saying there. Again, sounds like someone's stomach's rumbling or they burped. Okay. Number three, the old haunted pharmacy. They may laugh at you. Hey, get out. Uh, okay. First of all, the other thing that I noticed with a lot of UPs, none of them make any fucking sense. Like, they'll ask them a question, and then them. It's not mm-hmm. an answer. It's not anything. It's just this random ga- bobbledy-boop. And, and the reason is, is because you're, they're trying to find words to go with these sounds that are in the background. Yes. That didn't sound like a human voice to me. Okay. But again, I'm not like an audio guy. Anyway, I guess I am kind of an audio guy, but... Number four, Mansfield Reformatory. Sounded like echoing and voice modulation. Let me rest. I'm fucking tired of this is what they think that said. Nope. Number five, Dwight L. Barnes building. That was somebody's footsteps. (laughs) That's his suit in. That's not the sentence. EVP number six, Bellbrook business. There were so many people talking. I couldn't even hear it. Apparently it said prove it. Here's the spirit box. Quit it. Quit laughing. And yeah, that was a human voice saying quit it, quit laughing because it's the spirit box that was pulling it from actual radio signals that were being sent out. This is number eight. Why do you ask me? That's not a... Nobody talks like that, first of all. No, that sounded like background noise. Number nine, the old haunted pharmacy. I think I heard I hate you. Think you're funny is what they think they mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. So I was off on that one. Okay. And okay. that was the end of that one. Um, so that would be the latter that you, you heard a voice, but not everyone will agree what it said. Right. That's called a class B. Okay. That was a class B, <laughs> possibly a C. It was a, class, it was a class B, but I give it an F. Okay. Can I do, would you like me to describe the class system? Please. The classification system, I'll just describe what it is and then I'll tell you where it comes from. Okay. Class A, B, and C. Class A and B. Class A can be heard and understood over a speaker by most people. Just a speaker through your naked ears. Class B can be heard over a speaker, but not everyone will agree to what it is had is said, with what the voice says. Class C can only be heard with headphones and is difficult to understand. I think everything I heard just now was Class C, actually. Well, I think about this as meant to be a YouTube video that could be played on any speaker, and the idea being that you could hear all the pieces, but that fact that you're listening with headphones, that's where I get confused. These classification systems are not, it's not well-defined. If it depends upon how you're listening and you're defining it based on that, that's confusing to me. Right. What um, scientific ju- journal was this recorded So I'll tell you where the source of the of this class system <laughs> is. Classification system is used by the Association Transcommunication a trans C, which was founded by Sarah Estep in 1982. It was originally founded as the American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomena, AAEP. Sounds very much like it's an association, it's got that word in it, and they are dedicated to this. Her objective was to, quote, provide objective evidence that we survive physical death in our individual conscious state. So she had a very particular, yeah. she had that earlier yeah. uh, definition of what an EVP is. And yeah, she I wanted like to find evidence of that. So okay. the in, that's completely to me is starting your association with, an, with a confirmation bias. I'm going to provide objective evidence of a thing that I want to find. <laughs> right. But I, I also appreciate mm-hmm. her saying it. You know, yeah. like here's, yeah. I'm going to yeah. define this and this yeah. is what I think. Yeah. And then so that's where the class system came comes from. The interesting piece to me, I don't know these studies, I don't know that someone said research has shown that on average, a class A or B will be heard correctly and understood only 20 to 25% of the time. So if they found research that 
only 20 to 25% of the time a class A or B will be correctly heard, how is it then still a class A? If a class A is defined as can be heard or understood over a speaker by most people, right? that's, that's not, not 20 to 25%. <laughs> so yeah. now your definition doesn't, doesn't is not define. substantiated. This percentage will, they say, will increase as the listener becomes accustomed to a particular practitioner's usual examples. This goes to me if there's an entire then this this is a society of people who share methods. So if you go to the website, there are like steps and procedures for how you're supposed to be listening and that we're not probably doing it right is what it sounds to me that EVPers would say we're not listening with the right equipment or repeatedly or with the you know we have to be focused on collecting a bunch of examples there's the library of examples that i was trying to find like here are links to this library and they share evps and they those links continue to be no longer working (laughs) it's really hard to Mm, find i wonder why yeah well and i think that goes to an interesting piece about why the internet was invented in the first place was so that researchers could share data and those who actually use the scientific methods and publish in reputable journals, we value sharing our data in the right context, you know, and making it easy to find our research. So um, that's just me as a researcher being annoyed by people who don't make it easy to repeat, share information. They say the percentage of class A or B examples being correctly heard will also increase if the listener takes time to use headphones and listen to the example many times. So if you, uh, but I don't know, again, if some, if you're saying, here's what you should be hearing, <laughs> you have to listen on, in a certain environment and so, so, so many times. Right. Yeah. So to share that with you. Okay. So it seems like we've talked about what's going on here. Can I share with you one more example? Yeah, please do. Okay. Well, before I do that. Are these all class A's? Because if not, forget it. I know. Well, do you, well, or do you want to flip the script a little bit and hear a little bit from me? How about, how about I play this one more? I really want yeah. to hear you okay. to hear, and then we can talk a little more. Okay. Let's so, do it. Okay. So let me play this one for you. Okay. Tell me what you hear on my computer. I hear Yanny. You do? I do hear Yanny. Okay. Well, you're, it's, you need to listen many, many more times mm-hmm. and with better headphones because you should be hearing Laurel, which is Laurel. what I hear. Mm-hmm. So, what's the deal? I can hear Laurel. <laughs> Hold on, let I can because I, I can do this. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> okay, this is such a throwback, right? We're Go ahead. so old school. Okay. Go ahead and play it. I hear Laurel and Yanny now. That's so impressive. That's impressive that you can do that. You you have a you're familiar with this. Mm-hmm. Who isn't? This mm-hmm. is the audio version of the blue dress. The blue the dress, gold dress. Yeah. So thanks for listening to that. I, <laughs> I what obviously what's my point? I want to hear that. Let's yeah. let's throw it back over the fence to you. Let's hear. You heard the the really boring RF version of this and electronics version of this. Now let's hear the much more interesting psychological. Well, and these 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 are the explanations that I think it's as, as important to talk about radio interference and contamination and as as you said the there's that common explanation that I also see here of it's audio pareidolia where we are perceiving random or vague stimuli as meaningful. We do this pareidolia, we do it with 
we see we see faces and patterns we see animals or human faces and things that are random because we are meaning making creatures so that's a really common explanation for this that we do it with sound too um, especially when we're primed so there's the um, expectancy piece the priming piece the desire to find meaning in randomness even if we're not primed that we just as humans do that there's a quote self-deception piece paranormal psychologists talk about where people who are evpers who do this work a lot want to hear something i'll come back to that in a moment but what this what this audio pareidolia doesn't get at is just at a base level when it comes to sensory perception we are all so unique like what we hear and and that it's a it's a subjective experience right there's objective stimuli you could argue it's objective there's sound waves coming at us that you and i are experiencing the same thing right now yanni or laurel it's one sound but we hear it differently because there's such a subjective experience and it isn't just because we are meaning making it isn't just because of our higher level human parts of our brain that want to hear something right you didn't know what i was going to play for you you didn't you maybe you wanted to hear a a sound a voice i wanted to hear a ghost you wanted to hear a ghost but um but oh well. <laughs> so it's it's even though I'm talking about subcortical level auditory processing, our brains hear different things. I think that's important to point out too. Yeah, 100%. So without yeah. the meaning part of it, without the desire to hear something, we're making it meaningful. We just we process things differently. And there's speech and language and auditory specialists who dedicate their entire lives yeah. to this work, to helping us understand the, the ear, to helping us understand the thalamus, the part of our brain that transfers stimuli to the meaning-making parts of our brain, the understanding parts, the auditory processing centers of the brain. Oh, these people are brilliant and they do such important work. They help people hear who can't hear. They help people speak who have speech-language difficulties. Yeah, and if you ever doubt that, you go when you watch one of those videos of like a child oh. hearing for the first time and like the yeah. mother just bawling yeah. and the yeah. child crying from yeah. hearing their their voice or mm-hmm. their their name spoken mm-hmm. for the first time it's a beautiful these profession. people are yeah. amazing mm-hmm. and we just distilled in a very crappy way everything they do <laughs> yeah. in an hour <laughs> <laughs> well okay so the reason i bring up those people is because i found one honors thesis and a beautiful undergraduate i love undergrads there an honors thesis from the department of speech and speech science at eastern kentucky university i'm sorry it might be the department of special education the title of it was assessment of electronic voice phenomena through speech science and what i really appreciated was that they interviewed paranormal investigators Mm. and they looked at these paranormal societies and uh, as well as the investigators themselves and they did a systematic process to to understand what's going on. And one of the main conclusions they said, no societies report experience collaborating with a speech professional or utilizing speech analysis in order to assist in their interpretation. They're being left out yeah. of this entire thing. And I think that's really important. Well, I got to be honest with you. I don't see too many psychologists going along with these folks either Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to be like you guys are really freaking out right now like let's let's do some breathing exercises let's let's calm things down right because otherwise you're going to start hearing and seeing things because that you're you're priming yourself to do so yeah right and that's not the point of these shows again and i i don't think they're bad people i don't think they're faking it i think they're i think they're they're jazzing themselves up or however you want to put it i'm sure there's a psychological priming i think was the term that you've you've been using throughout these last couple of episodes i don't know i hope not gosh um (laughs) 
But uh, I think that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And and th- it's kind of another reason why we started this show. And, and you've kind of succinctly put it as we are somewhat of a, uh, a scientific literacy review or I mean, like... I, I, yeah, we're kind of learning it. a little. We're a science literacy podcast hidden in a paranormal podcast. Right. We're we're putting we're putting this stuff to an objective test where we're not necessarily saying the other people are faking it or anything. No. Like these are all like I I believe that they believe that things are going on. It's just what are the explanations for that? And you know where are we at? Yeah. And where can we apply that to other parts of our lives? Part of this is because we like one of the things that I used to love doing too is looking at conspiracy theory videos. Yeah, and then conspiracy theories got out of hand. And a lot of people started truly believing them to the point of where they were driving to pizza restaurants in D.C. and shooting guns at people. Mm. And then it wasn't funny anymore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun right, anymore. Right. To an extent, I truly did uh, admire people's the people's brains who were doing this because they were really using somewhat to what I could see of kind of like critical thinking of being like, well, if this is that and this is that and like making these connections, right? But really all they were doing is just kind of getting deeper and deeper into their own psychosis or, you know, whatever. I'm sure there's a better word, better term to use than that. But and I kind of see that happening with paranormal stuff now, too. Mm -hmm. If you have a video on YouTube and you're like, I saw a ghost, it gets a million views. If you have a video on YouTube and it's like these child, these children are starving in this country, it gets like a thousand views. Yeah, it's. There's there's something wrong there, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing it back, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, wow, oh, deep stuff. Mm-hmm. So bringing it back here to to yeah. what we're doing here, uh, I think it's really important to say that sometimes conspiracy theories are are right. It's very rare, right? Mm-hmm. Like Watergate, right? Like there was this conspiracy theory that you know Nixon was doing all this crazy stuff and he knew about it and blah blah blah, and it turned out to be true. Um, now everybody expects water, you know, Watergate every time something happens. I feel the same way about paranormal stuff. Like I don't want to completely discount anything from happening, but I want to make sure that when you see these videos on YouTube, when you see these shows on primetime television or on network TV, that you're applying true critical thinking yeah. and saying, wait a second, what do auditory specialists say about this kind of stuff? Right. What do psychologists say about this kind of stuff? What do physicists say about this kind of stuff? People who actually dedicate their lives to a specific skill set, a very specific and very detailed study and truly know it, not some guy or woman who is an AV specialist, is a talking head, yeah goes out and gets themselves worked up in a situation where they're in a dark room and they're like, I heard something. Yeah, if I was in a dark room by myself, I would hear things too and it would freak me out. But guess what? I'm not going to go around telling everybody that there's freaking ghosts all over the place because that's irresponsible. So, sorry, we're bringing it back. I might delete this. (laughs) I don't think you should. I think what I'll I'll try to bring that down to is I completely agree with you because it is not paranormal until you've ruled out the normal. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Right, but how do you do that without By having the right the pe- normal the people. Right people in? And that's what we're t- that's that, and it's not about excluding, it's about including to get to the paranormal. Like th- because we find it pretty cool. Like I have all these normal, typical psychological explanations for things, but I still think the idea of the paranormal is pretty cool. I'm open-minded. Yeah. I'm not I'm a skeptic in that I start with science and the observable yeah. and then I'm interested. That's that's cool. I just come back to I just can say that's cool. That's cool. That's a cool idea idea and i hope we can keep at it with science so that we can eventually explain it's we're destroying magic right that was always the 
the idea like replacing we're, science we're, with magic, magic magical, magical science, science. Yeah. and it was like i don't know we all want to believe in science too we or magic too we, we just yeah we're, we're we've yet to see about, it yeah so yeah there's one other yeah. research article it just and it's not a the, just like the honors thesis, this is an unpublished psychology dissertation. So that, that being said, but it's from the University of Central Lancashire. And this is a, a person who was um, interviewing people who use EVP. And, and, I, and I'll just put it in the show notes. Maybe we'll, we'll just wrap up there. But um, it, it, I want to leave that so that people know there are also people studying this from what, what goes on with EVPers. And to get it, maybe they're hearing stuff because they want to. What I thought was a really interesting finding is in this huge dissertation where they did several studies, one of the sub-studies was an experiment where they had people who are what they called high EVPers and people who are low EVPers. So people who use it regularly versus people who use mm. these technologies, okay. um, you know, maybe casually or less frequently. I can't remember how they defined it. Right. So look at that first. But in this study, they, what they found was there was no significant difference between low and high EVPers when distinguishing signal and noise on a signal detection task. Hmm. So experience didn't seem to matter with that. However, when the task was introduced as an EVP task, rather than a non-paranormal task. So they primed some of them by saying this is an EVP task. Like this is to hear EVP. Okay. This is, you were expecting to hear a voice versus just a non-paranormal task of listening to audio stimuli. Participants showed a higher criterion value regardless of their EVP-ness. They were less likely to report hearing a voice. Wow. Okay. They, they, like because that. they were yeah. like, oh, I need to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, you know, the implication here. I need to take this seriously. This, I need to really see, did I hear a voice or not here? Like, because if I did, then it's an, it's a EVP. It, they don't have an explanation for this versus the group that was told you're just listening to, to hear, see if you hear voices, a voice of a person in this. Right. They were like, yeah, I heard a voice. So I want to give EVPers credit in that way. And I think that's what they were saying is that like, they actually care about what they're doing, that they just probably I think, aren't aware of all the mundane explanations that they should be. Right. I think most paranormal investigators care about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It does make me wonder, though, how many of them still truly believe after doing so many investigations, because some of these people have been in like hundreds of investigations. Yeah. And have they really ever truly found anything? Because you watch some of these things and it's like over and over again, it's kind of like the same thing. Like maybe a pillow moved and maybe they caught an EVP and that's the most evidence they've gotten for some of the most quote unquote haunted places in the world. So I do wonder about that. I wonder if you could ever get like a true interview with somebody and say like, hey, how do you really feel about this? You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't think you ever will get an honest answer because they're making too much money doing it. Shit, if the Travel Channel wanted to pay me uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and and also send me around the world to amazing places to stay there for a night and you know free room and board and everything shit man i'm on board hey travel channel call call me up so there's a lack of humility (laughs) yeah uh that's not fair well okay then then i would say we live in a capitalist society in (laughs) which you know we are like if we get a good gig and we can do it for a couple years and and make enough money to do whatever we want then it's i don't know they're keeping themselves employed for sure but that's again that it just is so non-scientific to me because we're constantly in science based with imposter syndrome because we're always like am i doing this right am i doing it good enough am i get you know where am i what did i miss or how am i and you know Right. Is science itself something that is compatible with capitalism? Mm. There. Yeah. 
See, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> it really, that, it's not even. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, if you want us to investigate a specific story, send something to stories at paranormaloutsiders.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love <laughs> to hear from you. Love to hear from you. We are also on Twitter at paranormalopod. We're on Twitter. I'll put the Twitter. The, the, tweet, twi- the I'll Twitter. Put the, I'll put the tweeters <laughs> down in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Also, we are starting a TikTok as well. So we'll be oh on gosh. there. We'll start, we're starting. We're starting the TikTok. We're, we're gonna get on there, and we're gonna. I don't know if starting a TikTok is the right way to say that. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. So out. Do you remember this. the TikTok from that first EVP we listened to? Well, we're starting a TikTok because of that, because oh. the ghost told us to. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're mm-hmm. the paranormal outsiders. So until mm-hmm. next time. Mm-hmm. Until next for, time. Thanks for listening. Yeah.